Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled A Time to Harvest. It was written by Brian Sammons, Charles Bezaglanis, Glenn Owen Barras, and Mike Mason, and it's available on the Chaosium website. Jeff Wilkins is our game master, and this is Chapter 2, Episode 2. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, Tom. Uh, small little recap. Uh, you guys, the students, have arrived back at the Piscatonic University, and the other students from the field trip have arrived. You talked briefly with Higgins. He sort of confirmed your suspicions that maybe you guys got pranked this time. Um, Tug kind of stormed off, mad as heck. And if I recall, um, Jerry, Danny, and Jasper were about to go see Clarissa to try and get some more information as to what's going on or what happened. Um, but as I just told the players, I'm going to, because I think it's going to help the story a little bit, I'm actually just going to fast forward like two days. Um, so we'll just say that, Tug, you stormed off. It sort of threw the monkey wrench into the plans. Danny, Jasper, and Price were going to do it the next day, but then one of you couldn't make it then. So basically, it's two days later, and now you can come back to whatever you were intending to do. Well, I'm still pissed off, so I'm 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 going to go with what everybody else wants to do, but I'm not I'm not fuming about it anymore. Okay. Has there been any sign in the last two days of is it Blaine? Have I got the name right? Is, is yep. he is he is he showed up again or not? You have not seen him at all. Um, Maybe he got expelled. The last couple of days, I've given Danny a little bit of time to think, and he's thinking if Blaine has a room here uh, on on campus, he's wanting to try and get into the room somehow or other. Yeah, I think that's where we left it off, where you guys wanted to visit Blaine, but you didn't know where he lives. So how how are you going to figure out where he lives? Um, I, I was going to try to uh, uh, not seem overly to be stalking Clarissa while assuming that Blaine might be stalking Clarissa and uh, therefore hope to spot Blaine trying to run into her. I believe that was well, my last plan. I think Danny would suggest to Jerry that, you know, if you're maybe telling us your plan is to keep an eye out on Cl Clarissa. Uh, why not just walk up to her and ask her, do you know where he stays? <laughs> I mean, that might be an option. Put the charm if on. You're, uh, Danny, uh, if you're asking me in character, um, yeah, yeah. then I, okay, so I'll respond. I already tried that. Well, no luck. She didn't volunteer the information. Hmm. We could always break into the dean's office, you know, seeing as we're not being in any trouble or anything like that, and look, look up the list of students. Or we could chat up the secretary and see if she would tell us where he is. Well, he must have some friends. 
haven't any of us ever seen him with anyone around. Uh, I, I, Jeff, I searched my memory. Wasn't he kind of popular? Well, you'd think that a man who uh, enjoyed the bottle as much as he did would have at least some popularity. Yeah, some of the backstory, I don't know if you remember or not, but some of the backstory when the original students uh, went missing, um, Blaine retreated to the bottle then. And in doing so, it was, it was the same, like whatever friends he had, he sort of alienated. Um, so whether or not, like, yeah, I'm sure you've probably seen him hanging around with some people, but whether or not they would be considered friends or not, uh, and we rack our brains to recall who those people might be. Was was Blaine on any of the sports teams? Uh, no, I don't believe he was. Okay. Or do we know anyone, who, any any people who were, I don't know, known for being really heavily into the drinking? So because maybe he might know them tangentially or from the same, uh, you know, club or bar that doesn't really exist or certainly doesn't serve prohibited substances yeah all right let's do why don't i'll start with you first jerry do a just do a luck roll for that uh for whether or not you can remembering or for knowing about drinkers or everything i just said yeah just everything in general great okay just uh all right now that my video isn't lagged um hopefully other things aren't either Rob the rob the jar of magic peaches. Remember. <laughs> well, do I do I uh do I get to if I rub the peaches? Do I get to uh, roll twice and take the uh, take the better one or what? Uh. Keeping those peaches. If you eat the peaches, maybe. If I eat the peaches, I'll have to make a luck roll to survive, <laughs> and probably a stamina check, um, or a constitu constitution. Um, Okay, so here, here comes the, oh, so luck rolls are against your current luck, not your starting luck. Is that correct? Correct. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I forgot how humorous uh, Jeff's suggestion was. Yes, well, no success. Mm. You, re you remember what my luck is, Jeff, when you said that? Uh, <laughs> I remember you were down, but didn't we didn't we boost back up with the whole jar peaches? Uh, I don't. Oh, um, if we did, uh, the sheet isn't reflecting that. Do you recall how much you thought it should have been boosted back up? About two slices of peach peaches worth. <laughs> I don't recall off the top of my head. I don't even remember what the mechanic was. Well, what was your starting? Genuinely don't understand what's going on at the moment. <laughs> uh, it was uh, 45. Completely lost track. Right, just, just for the sake of continuing, let's just call it 45 then. Wow, those peaches, that I'm certainly convinced of their uh, amazing magical properties. I still failed the roll. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but that was totally worth it anyway. <laughs> so, so just for that, we'll assume that I'm cradling the peaches, sort of staring at the jar intently, <laughs> assuming that something's going to come to me if I just allow sure. myself to relax and concentrate. And apparently Jerry must be doing this for quite a while. Uh, 
So I'll let Danny, someone else try to solve this problem now. Danny says to Jasper, I think I think Jerry needs a doctor or something. He is just look at the state of him. He looks like he's having some sort of episode. <laughs> he's sitting there staring at, at a jar of peaches. <laughs> he's cradling it like a baby. What's he, hey, what's he hey. doing? It's just like a football player and his superstitions before a game. He's it's more he's than that. Thing. I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a bit scared of this. This is, so with, with, he should get some help. Someone needs it, help. I say this quietly to them. I say, you know, we could sneak in when he's not there. You know, I can. And put, put real peaches in there and he'll think they've. Miraculously come back. You know, I, you know, I heard about maybe half of uh, what you were all uh, thinking. You were muttering and whispering over there. Uh, Are you having audio I, hallucinations as well? That's awful. Uh, may I recommend that you would enjoy yourselves a great deal more if you uh, would like to uh, go to the uh, lower drawer over in the, uh, the side room. Uh, I, I have some uh, peach brandy that I'm sure you'd enjoy along with your senses of humor. Now, if you it's don't the, mind. It's the middle of the day, I can't drink. He's trying, he's trying to bribe us with some illicit alcohol. <laughs> he's lost it, man. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to uh, return to Scryon and see if anything comes to mind. Maybe you'll uh, share it at a more audible level if you think of anything useful yourselves. All right, so that, if, if you guys have an alternative idea, or do you want to just go with the luck roll? <laughs> You guys are welcome to rub the peaches too, if uh, you think it would help. The only thing that Danny can think of. <laughs> the only thing that um, Danny can think of is looking up the telephone directory in the library for uh, Blaine's family name. But apart from that, I'm happy to do a luck roll. Yeah, I mean, they'll look it up in the yellow and the white pages. There were telephone directories since the 1800s. We established yeah. that in another game. <laughs> is, that, is, that an op- is that an option or should I just roll luck? I'm trying to decide how mean I want to be. Blaine. Uh, what's his last name? Blaine. Okay. Blaine Peaches. Blaine Peaches. All right. Yes. His name, I think, is Robert. Isn't it Robert Blaine? Yes, correct. I just I was curious. We we've gotten in the hat. We all just call him Blaine. That could have been his first name. I was uh, curious if you guys were. Do a luck roll. I'll give you a bonus just because it's the white pages. Jasper and Tug, can you each do a spot hidden for me? Sure. Okie dokie. I got a sixteen. Nice. I got a ninety-eight. <laughs> You're still looking at the page. <laughs> it's something like oh. What, what, what bonus? What bonus were you giving me, Jeff, for that? Because that, I just rolled ninety-four. Ninety-four. The uh, bonus is uh, you roll twice for the. Oh, all right. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. I'm not doing well tonight. Eighty. Eighty-six. Can we start it? Can we start this game again? <laughs> all right. Hey guys, look at to find some simple information. Um. Come on, Jasper. Do a luck roll. Uh, while, while he's rolling, Jeff, um, did I miss? Is it possible I might have missed something <laughs> in the audio? I don't recall if it was established exactly where we were. Nope. Uh, 
I assumed that we were all just doing our own thing in the span of two days. But when they all saw me scrying in the peaches, I assumed that I must have invited them over <laughs> to sort of hang out and consider what we were going to do. Because even Jerry, Jerry is still sane enough not to do that like out in public. So uh, <laughs> I figured that trying to spot hidden uh, might or might not be relevant if we're like in my house. We're we're so, all together, so. Well, I know we're together. I, I figured that uh, I um, wanted to be sure I knew where we were, though. I, I think for the sake of the story, I'll say that since you are off campus and the three of them are on campus, I'll have it so that you came over to visit them in the dorms. Um, ah, in that case, um, I. Uh, okay, in that case, I actually really did bring some peach brandy to uh, share with them. Okay. And, uh, uh, it's. Uh, I don't know. And Dude, my, that's uh, really dangerous yeah. considering how much trouble we got in for getting drunk the other day. I know, Jerry. I didn't bring my pistol to our gathering today. You know, seriously. We got into trouble already. I don't even want to see a bottle of booze. I'm, I've still got... Well, you won't oh, have to see it. It's uh, You won't have to see it. I already, uh, already stashed it in the lower drawer in the other room. So what do I see? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently not the bottle of peach brandy because it's carefully hidden. I do know uh, how not to get caught. I'm, I'm laying off that stuff for a while. I'll say, so Tug, I'm going to say that uh, with your spot hidden, uh, your Durham room sort of has a window and it, you can see the main uh, campus yard out front or kind of like out quad. the back of your window. The quadrangle. Yeah, okay. The quads, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, in the center of the quad, there's a, um, a statue, a tower statue, like a pedestal with a statue on there. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the last two days, what you've noticed is right around the same time every morning, just a little bit before 8 o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. you've seen all the other students that were on your field trip, um, all but Blaine, not including Blaine, but all the other guys, uh, Clarice included. Everybody um, gathers at that statue, and you see them kind of like, you know, they, they kind of like look around almost shiftily to like see if there's, make sure there's nobody around. You see them talking, you know, you don't hear them obviously because you're looking at the distance. Uh, but you, you know, there's maybe some hand gestures, they're obviously talking to one another. And then after only five or ten minutes, they just disappear, and one group goes off one way. And the other group go, goes off the other way. And am I seeing this right now going on? Um, I'm going to say this. It kind of happens a little bit before eight o'clock in the morning. So maybe like, maybe Jerry didn't come over until maybe around ten o'clock in the morning. Okay. Um, so maybe in the last few days, it's something you've noticed this on two occasions now. But I, I saw it this morning. Yes. Okay. Hey, you know what, guys? Um, there's something I want to talk to you about because it's kind of strange are you are, are 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 we supposed to be in some sort of a club like uh what all, all the people that went to the all the people that went uh to, to vermont is it vermont yeah no west virginia no vermont vermont from from the trip the other day because you know uh uh old uh dean strathmore's uh, statue out there in the middle of the the quad. The the people from the the trip, the field trip people, are our comrades. 
I keep seeing them getting together out there by the, the, the fountain. And they get out there like for maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And they chit-chat a little and then they leave. Uh, when you say want... keep seeing them, how, just um, how often? I've seen them twice. I've seen them twice since we've been back, but we've only been back three days. Well, so and it seems like they only show up down there around 8 o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking, are they planning some other fuck with us thing, you know? Why, why are they? I mean, that's a kind of weird place to meet, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's right in the middle. Maybe they're all getting ready to go to classes, but they're up to something. And I want to know what the fuck it is. And I don't see, I don't see Blaine out there. Do you know? You know what's been bugging me, and I, I, look, I I know what I saw. I I saw people snatched up, and they're just walking around. They're walking around like nothing happened. I agree, Jasper. Why? Why? If it's if it's a joke, wouldn't why wouldn't they have come out by now and just gone? Ha! The joke's on you. And maybe the uh... maybe that's what they're planning is a big reveal that they're gonna. Tell us that the joke that we know is a joke. Is maybe, a joke. maybe the uh, other dimensional beings have already uh, installed the wires in their brains. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe they're still uh, well, reorienting they're not, themselves. They're definitely not vampires because they're out in the middle of the day. Why are you still talking about vampires? Because that's what I thought they were. But you know, the more I think about the thing, they, if they claim that this was all some elaborate hoax, it was a pretty I don't know how the hell they did that. They were just off the ground. Can I just pause for a second? Yeah. The man who just said, well, maybe it's the creatures that put the wires in their brains, just accused the other person for like crazy talk about them. That was a good one. I like that. It's, I don't know what's going on, but I want to find out. I I think it's some sort of uh, political thing. Maybe now, maybe. Jeff, did I political? Well, what kind of politics? Oh, I don't know. It's like, well, I mean, it's the usual, isn't it? It's either communism or fascism. How have they got mustaches or beards? Well, That's how you tell. None of them have mustaches or beards. Oh, they're devious. They might be anarchists. Danny maybe leans forward because he's embarrassed to say it, but he maybe especially to Tug because at least he's talking. Maybe he's thinking. He leans forward and says, "Maybe they've come back possessed. We shot something on the roof, and it wasn't somebody getting pulled up with a rope." But if, if they if they are possessed or controlled or subversives, then why are they meeting out in the open? Are they? Uh, that's why I think there must be some kind of uh, some kind of influence, because uh, otherwise, surely they could all find their way to a secret location. So that's they must need a very easy place to meet where no one can be lost or unaccounted for. Well, if nobody's standing around them, then they can talk openly. Maybe they don't want to look suspicious. Did Did you say they were standing by the the statue? Yeah, they were, you know, look around here at the window. See the Stratford? One of us kind of, what, what if and one of us went out there early and, and hid behind the statue? You know what the thing is, too, is that it's not, it's not like 
they just happen to bump into each other. It's like they all come from different spots on the on the quad, and they just at at like just a moment before eight, they all just like come. Tug. And they Does talk. Higgins uh, has Higgins ever been uh, over here? Sure, Higgins has been everywhere. Higgins is one of my friends, but there's something weird with Higgins. That's right. So, if Higgins is uh, Higgins as he normally is, uh, if if normal is the term you would use, then he would, of course, know that you might well see him out your window. So, either they don't think that you would find it odd that they're all accidentally meeting at the same time every morning, twice in a row, without inviting the rest of us. Or he doesn't quite recall where you live. I, I got a question. Or doesn't think you'd be paying attention. I got a question. If if their brains were replaced by wires and tubes like we saw, wouldn't there be a scar? Should we like look, see if we can see a scar at the hairline? Uh, well, if someone was shoved into a rock, wouldn't it do damage to the rock? That was the most bizarre question. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, you do remember what we all saw, don't you? I, I don't know what you're talking. Oh, oh, the rock and the guy, Jeffrey. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey. That's right. I, they may not need to. They might not even need to open the cranium. Well, I think the easy answer is we keep an eye on them today. And we turn up or or try and get close tomorrow morning if that's when they meet, Tug. I'm not sure there's anywhere to hide because it's not that big of a statue. Is there like a fountain or anything? Let's not keep an eye on them today in case they decide not to meet again. Why is there, don't, is uh, there a little, uh, what is it, a pedestal and, and a statue or? Yeah, I was going to say, um, not that it's important, but the dean's name is Halsey, I believe. Halsey. Um, you threw a name out there, but. I was impressed. It actually, at one point, it was a fountain, um, but the dean, uh, in I think it was 1908, they switched out the fountain with the statue of the dean. So it's kind of a pedestal, and then he's on top of it. So he's like nine feet tall. So is it still oh. got the, the fountain? Uh, no, but there's like a small like garden, like fancy plants, flowers. Um, so there, there's, there's, there's probably going to be somewhere that someone could secrete themselves. Well, Jasper, you're the smallest. Why don't you secret yourself? Uh, I'm inclined to just walk up to them and s well, let's, socialize. Let's, let's sort of get it clear, because if there's just a statue and it's in the center of a quad, there's yeah. not much place you can secret yourself. Yeah, no, I, I just meant it's, it's almost like, um, uh, what are they called, mums, like, you know, flower pots. Right. I don't see why we couldn't just be walking through the quad at the moment that they're well if we walk through and they're, and they're talking and they stop talking we know that they're up to something yeah I'm in favor of taking a walk through there just to see it well I'm, let's I'm all meet up downstairs near room 35 uh, at uh, 7 45 tomorrow morning um, and then we'll we don't want to approach them as a group 
Uh, unless, uh, Tug, unless you're planning to, uh, for us all to walk up and admit that you've noticed them all gathering at the same place and time, we don't all want to, uh, we don't all want to approach them together like we planned on it. Well, we're, I mean, we, we are okay. students at this university. We, 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 we've got as much reason to be walking through there at eight in the morning as, as they I'm, have. I'm not questioning that. I mean, we're I'm just suggesting... on our way to a class or something. Well, then we well unless we're all in the same class at the same time, Jasper, that it would make a bit more sense, I think, well, to I, I mean, uh, at least approach all, from different directions. We've all got classes in the morning anyway, so... Who's, who's got the best attention? I mean, you all can... Yeah, we don't all have classes at the same time. Um, we, we can... Maybe one or two of us will walk past, or maybe we could walk from opposite sides of the quad. Um, I like that idea. Or maybe even just install ourselves somewhere overlooking the quad. Wouldn't that be a bit more subtle? We wouldn't be able to. Well, I'm, I'm already overlooking the quad. Um, I mean, you can see them meet. I've seen them meet twice. We kind of want to hear what they're saying, though, right? Or, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we want to listen then if we can. I think even if they go quiet when we're walking past, that tells us something, doesn't it? Now, can I can I assume, Jeff, that they're not the only people in the quad? It's just that they're also, they're just the group that suddenly appears there. And there's got yeah, to be people in the quad. Just to clarify, um, classes have not officially started yet. Ah. I think it's still another week or 10 days away. Okay, well, that makes it even creepier. Okay. And the, the fountain area, or the statue area is the center of the quad so like there's a couple benches nearby it's a common meeting spot you know everybody knows the statue i got a i got a clever idea and hey that's not often for ted um i can get i can go borrow uh a uh, a megaphone from uh one of the cheerleaders and we can get out on the balcony over there at the edge of the quad and we can put that up to our ear and see if we can hear what they're saying. We'll have to test it. I'll have to get up there and put it to my ear and one of you guys go down there and talk and we'll see if we can actually hear what the person is saying. And that way we can just be way up there. And, uh, Sorry, we just started playing Tales from the Loop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Why don't two of us sit on the bench? Yeah, you can just sit on the bench down there, but then they might not talk. Yeah, but that would at least show us that they've got something to hide, wouldn't it? Maybe. I've got an idea, guys. How about two of us sit there at the bench for them arriving, right? And two of us hide under the the overhang at the building or something. And if they don't talk if they don't talk while we're at the bench, we can walk away and then the other two walk by once they get talking. Okay. And then we know if they're purposefully not talking because we're there, somebody's there. We can still meet at seven at uh oh here we go. We can still meet around seven forty five. Sure. So that's so that's the center of the L, big L. Okay. Hexagon looking shape. I'm going to say, Tug, you're in dorm Y, West Dormitory. Okay. 
Um, so that's what you can pretty easily see across the field. Um, it's not that far, but I don't know if your megaphone idea would work. I don't know. Maybe, but... When Tug um, has seen them, have they always met on the same side of the statue? Or did they meet around the statue? Um, sure, it's, we'll say it's like uh, the same spot. Okay, we'll say so they're all on one side. We'll say the east side. Okay. We should maybe also check at the end of the day, because if they're going there at the beginning of the day, I wonder if they're maybe meeting at the end of the day and talking as well. So. Well, we can sit right up here and look. Yeah. That would be cool. We don't have classes yet. We can sit in here and not drink <laughs> and get in trouble. You guys can play cards if you want. Well, how about this? Uh, so I didn't mean to necessarily derail your uh, Blaine plans. Did you still want to do that? Or? I'll stay up here. You guys see if you can find Blaine. So I think my only idea I could come up with with Blaine was do we as as do we have any knowledge of him staying on campus at all? All right, so let's do this. Um, if it's okay with you, um, Tug, you don't have to stay up there to. to okay. It's it's like the same time every morning, so you know it's probably right. Probably going to repeat itself tomorrow morning, so you have the full. Um, so you can go, and I'll say that with the idea of like checking the white pages, you know, you walked over to the library, didn't see anything there. Um, so he, he was probably, he's probably unlisted. Um, but for all the failed luck rolls, it just is basically, you, you almost resorted just walking down the middle of the street, just stopping random people saying, how do you know where Blaine lives? Um, but eventually you see somebody on the college that you recall talking with Blaine earlier and you've seen him a few times hanging out together. So we'll say he's like a friend as close as a friend could be. And he did give you an address. Okay. It just, you know, because of all the failed roles, it just took you quite a long time to, to gather that information. Okay. Um, he gives you the address of 116 West Pickman street, which isn't very, you show us the map again. Is it yeah, on the map? It's, uh, not that particular address, but it's it's one block south of where you are now. Okay. So let's just say it's one block south and one block east. So easy easy walking distance. Uh, guys, you think I should bring my pistol just in case he gets crazy? Uh, well, can you walk around? Four on of us and one of him. Do you really want to shoot him? No, I don't. I, mean, I, I think it's. I think it's. it's that doesn't mean you shouldn't bring a pistol. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. bring the pistol without any bullets in it, and just in case we need to threaten them or something like that. Okay, but but be be careful. Bear in mind we're still we're still in kind of a lot of trouble. You're still yeah. gonna have the bullets, right? I mean, in case uh, in case it's not Blaine and he uh, sprouts whatever was on that thing's face from his well. I don't think I the bullets, right? I don't think I need them, but I can always hit him in the head with it if he gets angry. 
Anyway, let's go and see this guy. Fed up looking for him all day long. All right, let's go. Yep. You guys make your way down there. Um, you get out to the address. And it's just a simple, you know, suburban neighborhood. Um, it's It looks like... Describe it. it looks like a two-story house um, where on the outside of the house there's a stairway that leads up to the second floor so it's like a second entrance so it's clear that he's probably renting out the upstairs part who wants to go first um i'll go uh i start heading that way okay um, how about three of you? Could you do us or four? All, all you can do is spot hidden. Okay, let's hope you get all your bad rolls out of the way. I think that was oh, yes, that was just a pass. Just okay, 55 out of 60. Zero nine, thank you very much. There you go. Um, you guys start heading up the stairway on the outside of the house, and uh, you notice that those that passed on the way up, you, there's a window that sort of looks into the first floor um, apartment, and you see an elderly gentleman sitting at his kitchen table, and it looks like he's drinking a cup of tea. He kind of looks up at the noise, so he knows you're there. He just doesn't really react. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll raise my hat. He'll just nod. Um, hey, we're looking for Blaine. Is he here? <laughs> uh, you just going to yell through the window there? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, he stands up. I'm just trying to think. It's August. Yeah, the window's probably open. Yeah, uh, he, he just stands up and he, he comes closer to the window so he doesn't have to yell. He's like, uh, Blaine, I actually, I've seen him, but he was gone for like a week. Um, but he, he's keeping really strange hours lately. I haven't really seen him a lot lately. So he's not here right now? I don't think so. Do you mind if we go up and knock on his door? Sure, absolutely. So let's go out. Thank you kindly. Yep. Knock on the door. No answer. All the cards pulled. We try the door. It's, it's locked. He's keeping strange hours. What's this guy up to? I got one point in locksmithing. Can I roll? <laughs> uh, Jerry's already trying to pick the lock. Do you have yeah. a. I have locksmithing. Oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch him picking the lock. That's that's fascinating. That is. I'm not uh, successful though. Okay. Well, I guess he's not here. Is there a window we can look at uh, or anything? He's on the second floor. Yeah. Jeff, question: If I was if I had tools particularly suited to that task, would I uh, be permitted to roll again uh, in the future? Um, or is it like once per lock ever? Or could I roll again and consider that the push? 
when I went and got tools because I can't think of a legitimate reason to explain how I would push it and I don't want to risk breaking it or getting caught. But Jerry knows that if he had tools, he would stand a better chance. Well, I, I'm going to say it makes sense to me that you would have used your tools initially if you had them. Um, the only... Um, I'm can, assuming I wouldn't carry them around. Like, I'm not like a burglar. <laughs> I just know yeah, how to no, do it. I would say you would have to if you're going to use locksmith. I mean, yeah. how else are you trying to pick a lock? With your fingers? I'm assuming I could have uh, uh, improvised something like... A paper clip? You know, yeah, like... Uh, I don't know. I wasn't sure if uh, they had like the paper clips that we're familiar with in 1930, but there must be something similar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Danny, Danny, Danny says to Jasper, I'm going to go and talk to the old boy. Do you want to come? Oh. Um, I, I think that's a good idea. Just, um, just let me try something. Um, I'd just like to run my hand along the frame at the top of the door and then check under the door mat to see if there is a key anywhere or if there's any plant pots or anything like that. He's got the extra points for role playing there. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, luck roll, definitely. A luck roll. <sighs> luck roll by the man who keeps rolling 90s all night. Uh, 35 out of 60. Nice. Uh, I will say that there's a little flower pot with a dead plant in it, and it's under the flower pot. Hey, look what I just found. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, I'll, I'll stick it in the lock and give it a darn good old turn. <laughs> Click. Suddenly, klaxon bells and alarms go off. <laughs> oh. It'll be the cops. Now, speaking of the cops, you guys are aware you're breaking and entering. Uh, we're not yeah, breaking. We're, we're, we're not checking. breaking. Okay. We're entering, but we're You're not breaking. Uh, if if you guys are wanting to look about, shall I go and talk to the old boy just in case yeah. he gets suspicious? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a. I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, are we really, really going to do this? Are we really going to go in here? Because this is like, once we once we. Set, set, if Jasper's hesitating that much, uh, has Jasper already opened the door? Well, I've opened it, but I okay. So Jerry I've just goes in. I've unlocked right. it, but I haven't opened oh. it. So the, the door is closed. I've literally just turned the key, and it's gone. Click. All right. And so Jerry, uh, Jerry, while Jasper is waffling, Jerry opens the door and uh, goes inside. Oh, careful! You nearly pulled my finger off with that key. Ow. Danny's thinking to himself, I'm not being a part of that right now. I'm going to go and talk Could to the old guy. Be in there. Let's, let's think about this before we go in there, because he could be in there. Well, you could walk in on him in his, in his, in his apartment. That, that could be problematic for a start. So, Jeff, I don't know if you want to rule that I was successful in just walking past Jasper or not, but... I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at Tug, yeah. and I'm gonna look at uh, um, Danny walking back down the stairs, and I'm gonna look at Jerry, and then I'm gonna look back at Danny, and D Danny's Danny's going I'm like just that. I'm gonna go follow Danny. <laughs> Do you want that? I'm I'm just like, hey, we can just say that uh, that he needed something from his room, and he told us where the key was. 
So, yeah, I'm right behind. I'm right behind Jerry. Yeah, I, th I think I'm. I'm going to go and. Um, I think it's better if if two of us concentrate on on stopping the old man from going anywhere near where he might possibly see that that door is open. Because as soon as he sees that door's open, we're in a whole heap of trouble. <laughs> so let's go and stop that from happening, Danny. All right. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do this. All right, let's, let's start with the apartment then. So, Jerry, you kind of push Jasper aside and you put force your weight, not force, but push him aside. You, you walk in. Tug, you, you follow behind. Danny and Jasper are heading back down the steps towards the old man. Um, first thing, Jerry and Tug, your eyes need to adjust. It's very dark in here. Uh, he's got all the blinds and shades drawn. Um, so it, it, it takes a moment. Um, but eventually, you know, your eyes kind of adjust. And it, it's just dark and gloomy is all. It's not, you know, it's not pitch black. Mm -hmm. um, it's a mess right now. There's, uh, it, it looks um, unkempt, not clean, uh, you know, uh, glasses, dirty so dirty dishes laying about. All um, oh, bed made or unmade? Unmade, definitely. Um, clothes on the floor, you know, just. Are there liquor bottles? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to ask you to do a spot hidden, as a matter of fact. Um, they're kind of scattered about, actually. Some are half full, some are empty, some are just laying on the floor. Before touching anything or doing anything else noisier than entering uh, or rifling things, uh, is it possible to just stop and listen to see if I hear anything? Sure. In the place? Yep, do a listen. Is this, is this just a room? Very small, yep, maybe... Um, restroom is down the hall, communal restroom. Uh, it's just an upstairs apartment is what I'm imagining it as. So like there's a small bathroom. Okay. Uh, the kitchen is basically like a hot, st hot uh, what are they called? Right. Like hot plate yeah. almost. Um, uh, so I don't hear anything. Um, I want to look and see if there's anything on his desk or like that or on his bookshelf. It has to do with weird shit, you know, like conspiracy shit. Okay. Like I did in the teacher's lounge or the, the teacher's uh, classroom. Like, does he have one of those boards with like little pictures of people and like <laughs> strings and arrows and <laughs> Or is it all just uh, non-Euclidean math? <laughs> Quantum. Um, okay, so the, you are right. There's a small desk. You know, he's a college student, so he's got a small desk there to do his studies and homework and stuff. Along the top there, there's a shelf with several books, a few, few bookshelves. Uh, there's a set of encyclopedias. Um, I think at the time they probably cost a pretty penny. Um, I, I don't mean like they're rare or, you know, just Britannia, right? Yeah, like not everybody has a set of encyclopedias in their room. Um, there's several books on geology. Um, there's a few books that are well uh, looked through on anthropology and American folklore. 
Um, Anything marked in the folklore book? Sorry, I'm just uh, no, nothing marked. Um, matter of fact, they look fairly new. Um, no papers with scribbles or doodles or or. Uh, well, yes. Um, next to his bed, he has a small nightstand. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a small stack of books there. And since you specifically were looking for it, Tug, there's three books that are catching your eye. One's called The Iris Unveiled. I'm sorry, Isis. H.P. Uh, Blavatsky. Is the author? <laughs> There's a second book by Reginald Scott called "Discovery of Witchcraft," and there's a third book by Ludovico Maria Sinistarius called "Demonality." Well, he's into some weird stuff here. I think you're more interested in uh, this stuff than I am, Jerry. Let me see. Isis unveiled. Well, uh, it looks like. Uh, Egyptology. Looks like Blaine has a better taste in reading than he uh, has in uh, liquor. Hmm. So, I'm going to pick up the last one while he's Witchcraft and demonology. I'm going to pick up the last one. Is it in English or is it in Latin or something? Um, I don't actually have the details in front of me, so I'm going to say it's in English. Um, but it, it is a rather obscure book. Um, what did you say the last one was, Jeff? Uh, it's called Demonality by, by Lodovico Maria Sinistari. Yeah, if you guys want to do a little Google research on your own, that's fine. Oh, right. Um, I don't know. He's into weird stuff, but then he was always kind of into weird stuff, wasn't he? Does it look like uh, Tug? Tug, this uh, this isn't demonology. This is demoniology. This has uh, something to do with uh, incubi and succubi. Now that is well, that is a fair sight stranger than the other two volumes. What what the hell is an incubi and a succubi? Those are those are demons that have intimate congress with mortals. Sex demons. That's right. Huh. Vampires. Um not, not the kind of not the kind of thing that uh Not the kind of thing that someone would uh, traffic with casually, that's for certain. Can I tell from the indentations in the bed if he slept in it recently? Uh, it's pretty much a mess, so it's hard it's to tell. Yeah. Uh, Taga, let, let's see, uh, let's look through these and see is anything marked in these books? Uh, well, you look through the books. I'm going I'm to look and see if he keeps a journal. All right. He's the kind of a dude that keeps a journal. 
but he might not. So I'm going to look around for a journal. Under his pillow. <laughs> under his bed. Or, or under the mattress. Well, Clarissa must be a frustration indeed if he's willing to resort to succubar. Uh, so hey. I'm a... That's actually another thing. We, we've, we've gotten the impression that he's obsessed with Clarissa. Um, do we find papers with, I love you, Clarissa, Clarissa, hearts and <laughs> stuff like that? Also, do we find anything that looks like it could belong to a woman in this room? Okay. You guys are throwing a lot at me, so I'm going to try to try to get some answers in here. Uh, so, Jerry, I'm picturing you're kind of infatuated with the books at the moment. Um, well, I'm looking, of, I've read Isis Unveiled, uh, so I don't need to be fascinated with its content. But okay. I mean, I am fascinated with its content, but I don't need to read it here. I'm sure I've never read uh, the Sinistrari book. I just know what Succubi are. So okay. uh, I probably do slow down <laughs> when I start looking through that one. Right, that's, am, that's what I meant. But I am looking for notes and any also turn pages where the corner is turned anything yeah. that would suggest what he was particularly looking for in these books yes um, so nothing like that nothing's been marked uh, so no nothing specific in these books um tug i'm going to say you see on his desk um there's a there's a letter hey i found a letter uh it's august 20th that was from a couple of days ago, so he has been here. Uh, Mrs. E. Cratchit, 12th, or 12th uh, Orchard Road, Cobb's Corners, Vermont. That's back in the town. Mr. Blaine, I write this letter only to tell you why you haven't received any response to your last three pestering letters. My beloved husband, Jethro, who was a great and honest man, if ever there was one, is dead. Mr. Perry says it was an accident, but I think better of it. I told Jethro not to get mixed up with you or that Mrs. Devine. Was that the teacher? Um, and all of your oh-so-smart college foolishness. But you and that woman got him to go against me, and now he's dead. I hope you are happy, sir, and I hope you are not – I hope you rot in hell. I know he died because of the stories he was telling you. I don't know how, but I'm sure you had something to do with his untimely demise. Please, if you have any mercy in your damnable heart, do not write me again. May God forgive you because I cannot. Uh, you have made me a widow before my time. Uh, Amelda Cratch. Was that the lady at the house? Uh, I'm, I'm asking Jerry, the lady at the house, remember when we were looking for Blaine, he left, uh, oh, actually that wasn't us. That was the geology people. Um, so I can't ask that question. Hmm. So just to refresh your memory, divine is Daphne divine. She was one of the missing students. Ah, okay. And also to refresh your memory, um, that's who Blaine originally had his crush on. Daphne Devine. Yeah. Now, since since I already have it up, and since you specifically mentioned it, Tug, the seasoned investigator that you are, 
you see also a, uh, a little down feather on the floor just under the bed. So that leads you to kind of flip the mattress up a little bit. Uh-huh. And there's a slit in the mattress. And when you reach in, there's a small book that you take out. Okay. And when you open it, it looks like it's uh, in a woman's handwriting. And it becomes clear that it's um, Daphne Devine's diary. And when you open it, um, a piece of paper falls out. And you see this. Oh, look here. Dear Miss, dear Miss Devine and colleagues, I write this note to congratulate you and your team on the splendid work you have performed so far. It is most impressive and goes to prove how ideal you are for this task. I'm also pleased that you all have, I'm sorry, I'm also pleased that you are all having an enjoyable jaunt and wholeheartedly approve of your return trip to Cobb's Corners. Yours, uh, Roger Harold. Roger Harold is—is uh, is that a professor here? Yes, um, he's your folklore professor who approved the field trip. So they went to a previous field trip before Cobb's Corners, and then they—the next year—they went to Cobb's Corners and they died or disappeared. And so that was from two years ago. And is there anything else in the little, I've got the little journal? Uh, nothing really of interest. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not knowing that and not wanting to read the whole thing. I'm going to slip it in my pocket. Sure. And uh, we'll look at this later. And I'm like, we're, 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 we're up here a long time. We better. Well, we should find out from Professor Harold. Uh what uh what that was all about what they found th what they found with the previous field work i think i'll take the letters just because i don't want to have to try to relate all of this to the other guys i want them to just take the letters he'll, and read it for themselves but he'll know you he'll know someone took the letters yeah it's not that long uh let me copy it down um all right, copy it down in your book. I write it. I'll, I'll copy I'll, it down. I'll put, I'll put everything back. Yeah. I guess well, I'll have to set the journal back because we don't want him to know. So. He might not think to check it unless he checks it every day. Have we disturbed any? Well, he might know someone was in here. If he was in love with her, maybe he will. So Maybe he will. We'll just put things back. Well, here, let us let, let me take a quick look before you put it back to see, see if I notice anything else. Um, There's nothing in it. So. Um. Okay, flip, flip, flip. Um, yeah, yeah. I wonder why he must have saved it for sentimental reasons, but why is it hidden in the mattress? It doesn't make any sense. Jerry, I'll say with the, with a few, like, flipping of the pages, it's sort of, there is some information there that becomes clear that some of the, um, some of the stories that Daphne Devine discovered on her first trip to Cod Corner um, so it, it's sort of like, it's almost like reaffirming what you, some of the stories that you've witnessed and experienced. Huh. Oh, wait a moment, Tug. This, uh, saw some of that. this, all uh, this, this may not seem that remarkable to us given what we experienced, but, uh, I'm sure Blaine knows that anyone else reading this would find it, uh, 
most uncommon. But you're right, we don't need it. I think what we've seen, we won't soon forget. But, uh, well, here, I'm done copying the letter. I, I give it back to you. All right. Uh, uh, let's let's put things back where they came from. Um, you you've copied the letters. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking in a devious manner. Um, let's let's leave. We know where he hides the key to his room. So if we need to come back, at the very least, we could tell the guy downstairs. Blaine sent us to pick something up from his room, and if he says, "Well, it's locked." I can I can pull a key out of my pocket and say he gave us a key, you know, and then we know where the key is, so we can just use his key to get in. And he might or might not tell Blaine that we were by. Yeah. So let's. I think we need to sneak out of here. Oh well, we don't need to sneak out of here, but you know what I mean. If we do run into Blaine on the way out, uh, let's tell him we were uh, looking for. Concerned. Him. Let's. Yeah. Well, we'll have to uh, explain why we went inside. Uh, we can tell him we were concerned about him. We know that uh, he knows uh, all of the strange things. Uh, he'll probably be interested in uh, sharing with us what he knows unless he thinks that there was in our heads. Uh, Jerry and Tug each are spot hidden? Uh, ought to, so it's a, a extreme success. Okay. I got a 23, which is also a pass. Okay. All right, so you guys are starting to feel the pressure now. Uh, Danny and Jasper probably can't talk to the old man Zero for that much longer. Um, and, you, you know, you're starting to get a little paranoid now that you've been up here for a bit of time. Um, but at a cursory glance, Tug, you go to um, – you just pull the his night uh, drawer open, the, the night table. Right. And uh, – in that drawer, there's some paraphernalia for what looks like he is experimenting with opium. What did I get for the extreme success? Yeah, what do you get? There's a there's a strange shape that looks kind of familiar to you. Uh, looks like his jacket is thrown over the shape and it's leaning up against the desk. Do you know what it is? Peaches. A strange shape. It's about maybe three and a half feet tall from the floor to the, the top. And it looks, you know, skinny. Oh, um, probably a rifle, perhaps? Yes. And boy, does that look familiar. A very familiar rifle. Yeah. Well, at least uh, we think he had a good excuse for wanting a rifle. Uh. Okay, so recap. Uh, you copied the letters, right? You put the yeah. diary back. What are you doing uh, with the books? Anything? Well, Tug, you, uh, you found them. Do you think you can put them back in the order you found them? Oh, yeah. I'm good at doing stuff like that. I go through uh, Peterson's stuff all the time, Patterson's stuff all the time. Okay, and then... Jerry, what do you want to do with the rifle? Do you want to take it or you want to leave it? Leave it. Okay. Uh, I already, uh, you can decide whether I had time in the last two days to get a new rifle or whether I'm going to need to get one now. 
Yeah, probably you've been distracted. I would think so. But this, well, this reminds me to get the new rifle. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. Yeah. All right, you uh, managed to close the door, exit, uh, tug. I'm sorry, you take, you're keeping the key, right? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm putting everything back, but we know where the key is. Okay, okay. So we can take our way up here to say that we, Blaine gave us the key. Yep, okay. And at that point in time, you see Danny and Jasper talking to the old man, and what are you guys talking about? Well, I think when Jasper and I were going down, I'm saying to Jasper, let's maybe, do you think we should make out? We're just a little bit concerned about Blaine. Um, Because he he already said that he's keeping funny hours, so maybe we'll say we went on a trip together and we didn't think he was doing very well. What do you think? Looking for a bit of kind of sympathetic response or something. What do you think? You need to take that lollipop out of your mouth, Jasper. My mute wouldn't go off. Sorry. Um, Impounding the key in it. Um, I think we should just mainly just keep him talking. But yeah. if we if we tell him that, um, uh, may, maybe um, just just keep it as vague as we can and say, oh, he uh, he wasn't feeling himself. Mm. So um, then, if there's anything wrong with him, maybe um, the 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 old fella will uh, fill in the blanks. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, neighbours always have problems with each other. He's bound to have an axe to grind about something or other, even if it's just like the guy not putting out the garbage enough. I know, and if he's renting the room out to Blaine, you know, then he might have some opinions about him anyway. So we just kind of coax it out a little bit. Yeah, so we kind of see what he's got to say about it. Tap on the door and. Sure. Uh, hey, yeah, mister. He... You know. <coughs> Excuse me. He's a friendly guy. He invites you in. Um, Ask you to have a seat. You know, he's he's kind of, you know, why are you guys here? What, what what's going on? Well, I'll, um, I'll I'll be honest with you, sir. Um, we we um. We've my my my, my friend and I have just got back from a, a trip with the university, and um. Uh, your your, your neighbour um is is he your neighbour or, or your tenant? Sorry. Uh, yes, tenant Robert. Your, your tenant. Um, well, your, your tenant was um. He he was one of the uh, uh, one of the leaders of our of our trip, and um, he kind of he wasn't feeling himself towards the end, and we were we haven't seen him for a few days, and, and frankly, so we were a bit worried. I think at that point, Danny maybe fills in in case the guy's interested or it helps him. Uh, and I'm thinking these guys are upstairs, and let's fill in the time, you know. So I, I explain a little bit about what we were doing on the trip. In case it perks his interest, and because he might Blaine, uh, Blaine might not have told him anything, you know. So, yeah. As a matter of fact, he reacts a little surprised and a little relieved at the same time, in that he didn't know he was missing, or he didn't know he was going on this field trip. So he was starting to suspect that he was actually missing. It's it's been almost a week since he had seen him last, and he was starting to get worried about. Him. Um, so he, he was kind of glad that you filled him in and told him that he was on a field trip. So you, you, you say you haven't seen him for a week? I, I think it's been about a week. Um, I mean, he, I think I first heard him a day or two ago, 
uh, it came back, uh, I don't know what time it was, but middle of the night, like, I don't know, two o'clock in the morning, I think. I heard him rattle around upstairs. Have you, you haven't seen him? You don't know how he's uh, how he's feeling? I haven't really seen him or talked to him. I just hear him come and go. Um, okay. I've noticed some strange smells coming from the apartment upstairs. I hope he's okay. Some, sometimes he's a bit of a loner, you know, and, and we, we're just kind of keeping an eye out for him because he sometimes talks to us and sometimes he doesn't, you know. Does he have any other, other college students visit him up here? Not really. I mean, he, like you say, he's a bit of a strange guy. So he's, he's got his ups and downs. Um, I know he doesn't really talk to me about it, but I know in the past he's had problems. Um, and it seems from what I can tell, just from hearing him come and go with those strange hours, I suspect he's fallen back into that same pattern again. Oh, uh, yes, yes. I think we, uh, we, we may have an inkling of, of, of what you mean. I'll, I'll sort of look anxiously at, at, at Danny and then back at the old man. Danny's just like, I guess he stays out quite late at night then a lot of these times, yeah? Pretty much. Like, I mean, if I were you guys, if you wanted to talk to him, I mean, I, I don't know what your schedules are, but I would say come back like around two in the morning and you might might be able to catch wow. him. Goodness, that's, that's awfully late. Um, you, you know, we'd, we'd really appreciate it if you... Um, Perhaps you shouldn't say that we were round. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. Um, I, I don't know what you think, Danny, but yeah, I think you're right. It might go into a mood or something. He says is 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 true, and and um, um, uh, he, he, he's having his old problems again. Then um, uh, it might exacerbate things if he knows we've been um, poking about in his business. But um, we—I I can assure you, sir—that we're just—we're just genuinely—we're uh, just concerned students of his. Um, It's—it's uh, it's been a very—it was, was a very odd trip. It's been a very trying time for us all. Um, how long? How long did you say he's lived here? Oh, I think. I think it's been about two years. Two years. And 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 prior to this, he's he's been. I think he originally, when he first came to the school, I think he was originally staying in the dorms, um, as a as a freshman. But I think uh, sophomore or, or junior year, I don't I don't remember what year he's in, but I know he's an upperclassman now. Um, but he he moved out here to get away from the dormitories. Yeah, I think D Danny just backs up Jasper's story about, you know, or maybe, you know, he might get annoyed if we, he knows we've been asking for him, you know, so, but um, we might drop by at some point to see him, you know, when he's around. Yeah, sure. I mean, unless you think maybe, maybe it would do him good to know that he's got a friend looking in on him. But if you, if you think it'll be better to keep it quiet, I, I won't say anything. What well, do you think, Jasper? I mean, 
we're concerned but you have to you have to bear in mind that we're not really his friends we're his students and um it, it may seem from from his perspective like we're crossing some sort of line by by prying into his his personal life like like this we're, we're really we're only influenced by by a, a, a sense of concern but um i'm worried he might not see it that way okay well, I, I will respect your wishes I won't say and, uh, um certainly not um certainly not something we'd like to uh to deal with i mean to be honest with you i i probably won't even see him you know when he's coming back at wherever he is at two in the morning i'm certainly not getting up to talk to him so chances are i probably won't even talk to him at all. before this his, his habits were quite normal were they um... yeah well like i said you know he had that rough spout maybe a year ago um, oh yes yes uh you know but I, th I think he kind of pulled himself up out of that, and that's what I was hoping that was continuing, but it seems like lately he might be slipping back. Yeah, I think that's what we were thinking. He seemed pretty down at the end of the trip. Mm -hmm. I've, I've read that these things can be quite cyclic as well, so it doesn't surprise me. But um, it does seem that something set him off. And, and I'm sure you appreciate with the beginning of term coming on. I mean, we, we, we really can't let something like this get out of hand. Well, I see your buddies are coming down the steps. Y'all got y'all want some cup of tea or oh. cup of coffee? Oh, that, that that cup of tea would be lovely. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I shout, shout the other guys. Would you like a cup of tea? Sure. <laughs> as soon as we're done ransacking his apartment. Yeah, maybe maybe a couple of moments. Maybe the the old boy's hearing isn't as sharp as ours. And a couple of points we heard shuffling upstairs. Mm -hmm. and a few nervous glances, you know. And that's when we spoke a bit louder when we're talking to him, you know, to try and hide the noise. Of yeah, he's stuff. not. He's not. You know, he's elderly, so he's not. But I don't want to portray him as like. Yeah, you know, you know, he, he knows what's going on, right? Just may, might not know everything that's going on. Like he's, we're yeah. nice, we're nice boys from the college. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, he's from the college, so yeah. So we maybe just have some small talk and ask him about his life and what he did for work, if he's still working and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just some chit chat. Sure. Yes, we'll, we'll enjoy this lovely cup of tea. Um, uh, I want to. I want. I want to sort of ask the question when we're when we're discussing it about: Are these his normal hours, or do they change after we got back? These are. These are the hours that he sort of kept when he was in his bed. Uh, time. So these are normal hours for him. He's not right, like changed his hours. Meaning, meaning before the trip, he seemed to be okay and he kept normal hours. Well, I'm thinking Since before the gotten, trip. Okay. He's gotten back from the trip. Now he's back to the old pattern of coming back at two in the morning. Uh, okay. 
it's only been two or three days. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid we're, we're, we're afraid that he's back to drinking again. And I'm, I'm going to kind of, uh, look angrily at, at, at Tug as, as he says that because we, we've been trying to skirt around actually saying it. <laughs> he's just come <laughs> out and blurted it out. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. And, and Danny looks at ja Jasper and, and, and the look is Danny, can he, uh, uh, Tug, can he keep his mouth shut? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm silently doing that. <laughs> and I, I just I just sort of shrug my shoulders and I say, look, I say we we got to watch out for one another. So we're just concerned. Uh, anyway, thanks yeah, the for the start, the start of term isn't the right time, is it? It's uh... we'll get him all fixed up. <laughs> I think as we head away, we just obviously relay the conversation and maybe the prompt that the the chap had said, uh, if you want to see him, you'd need to be here at two o'clock in the morning. So that's another mm -hmm. uh, kind of stakeout or whatever we would call it back then. You know, if we wanted to keep an eye out and see where he's coming from or what he's up to. All right. So are we going to leave? Yeah. Okay, I think. Um, and as we're as we're going, we're probably in a car. Um, it's not much of a town, though. Um, do I thought of something. Spot, do another spot hidden before you leave. Okay. Sam or all of us. Anybody? Ow! I stuck my finger in my eye. <laughs> I got a. I got a triple zero. Oh man. Um, I, I got a, a cocked dice resting on my glasses case. <laughs> a hard success. Uh, Danny, you just noticed that on your way out, you're walking down the, the driveway and uh, you see a elderly woman in the house next door. You just see her peeking out the window through the curtains and when she sees you, she kind of like dodges back like she doesn't want to be seen, but you, you saw her. Guys, there's a nosy neighbor there. They're all, all over the town. Wave. Because that's Shit. just what I do when someone says there's a nosy neighbor. I'll just go like that. Is, is, is it worth going and talking to her and asking her? Because she'll be keeping an eye on everything that's going on here. Or is that is that too forward? Uh, in game, if I'll just say if you decide to do that, she won't give you any additional information. Fair enough. I was I was going to say as, as well. I mean, if, if he lived there, I think it was. A, it, I think if he owned the house, it would be appropriate to talk to his neighbour about the man next door. But if he's a tenant, yeah, it's kind of different as if he's a lodger. Hmm. Yeah, there's a difference between going to a next door neighbour and saying, "Oh, can I talk to you about nice Mister So and So next door?" And can yeah, I fair talk enough. To your next yeah. door neighbour's lodger is a bit. Well, let's get back and get something to eat, and then we can plan our thing in the morning. Okay. Well, in this, if we're leaving, uh, my character says, you know, there's something I was thinking about when I was up there. We'd, we'd of course, tell you everything that we found. Um, I'm really interested in finding that uh, 
Sinistari book uh, and reading through it since I found out it's all about sex. Um, I say I thought of something really weird. Uh, if um, if if as Jerry thinks, they've got things in their heads. Um, couldn't we rig something up uh, like uh, an electrostatic generator or something that would like cause some sort of interference? It would make them tweak like this if they. Uh, who knows um, what? Uh, who knows what waves or radiances there? technology relies on well i mean you know we have phones and the static gets really really bad during like thunderstorms because of the uh the electricity in the air i was just thinking maybe maybe the physics department at the university has some sort of a a little uh you know the, like the one that has the discs on it and you spin it you and mean then, like the, that fella who um built that Tower. Edison? No, no, the other guy, yeah, the automating current guy. He built a tower that was meant to like send out ele electrical waves or something. I, I read about it in um, uh, one of my father's uh, uh, practical mechanics magazine. Yeah, well, something like that. Something that you know, because if 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 it gets some maybe magnets. What if we wave uh, the magnet over one Mr. of their Mr. Heads? Tester? That yep. was his name, Mr. Tester. Tester. Yeah. If we if we if we had a thing like Mr. Tester built with the lightning bolts, but a little one. Nickleby wasn't it? Nickleby Tester. No. That's Nicholas Just, Nickleby. You're thinking of. It's Jester Tester. Maybe when Tug and Jerry tell us about that letter from the, is it the mother you were saying? Yeah, Jerry wrote it down. I'll read it out to her. Well, you, we'll just. Yeah, I, I'm just, that could be somebody we could go and talk to, but I, that might be really difficult to do that. Yeah, well, maybe. Considering her attitude toward Blaine and Ms. Divine. I can hardly imagine that she'd be any more favorable in talking to us. That doesn't mean we shouldn't, but I wouldn't expect a friendly reception. I do think we'll need to uh, find out whatever the uh, previous fieldwork team discovered that was of such interest to Professor Harold. Yeah. Well, and like you I said, Tug, we'll definitely need a copy of the demoniality. And do you want to sneak back here at, at night and uh, see if Blaine shows up? Uh, I'll be back for it. I think we should. Uh, he'll perhaps he'll appreciate having some allies in this investigation. All right. Well, let's let's go back and if we're going to do something like that, we need to take naps because if we're going to get up in the middle of the night and then be downstairs at seven forty-five a.m to check on the other people, then we need to get some rest. So. We need to bring a snack or something as well to keep <laughs> us going. Maybe a jar of something. 
you guys are like young college students. You're used to staying up till two, three in the morning. Come on. Maybe you should bring a sweater. It might get chilly out. Right. I and I've got my raccoon skin coat. This this voice comes to my head that says that we're college kids and that we wear sweaters. So I guess that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> no. It was a different time of year, I guess. Right. Just, yeah, so yeah. Is, is that the plan? Is there anything you guys want to do up until then? Buy another rifle. Yeah. If anybody if a place is still open. What time of day is it? Yeah, I'll say uh this all took maybe till early afternoon, so Oh good. So now that I've been reminded that I'm probably not getting my own rifle back anytime soon, unless Blaine uh I don't know. I actually am thinking that if Blaine is also investigating the situation and I can afford another rifle, which I believe I can, uh, maybe he'll appreciate the gesture and I'll let him keep it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to, since uh, I believe we decided the other rifle was a uh, Winchester 54, Jerry had been uh, having trouble making up his mind uh, which one he preferred anyway. So uh, he's going to go find himself a Remington 30 and, uh, I don't know, sufficient ammunition for a hunting trip. And then I guess I'll meet the other guys for dinner. Unless everyone, actually though, uh, well, gentlemen, now that I've uh, been reminded that uh, I remain unarmed and uh, it looks like even if we do find Blaine, perhaps he'll appreciate the gesture of uh, being allowed to uh, keep what he's uh, borrowed from me. I'm going to uh, go find myself another rifle. Perhaps uh, perhaps the rest of you would uh, like to be more well-armed than you are now? I, I think we should bring some rope because we might want to grab him and tie him up. Oh, well, uh, they may have a sturdy rope uh, if uh, I believe there's a hunting... Uh, I believe they have hunting supplies uh, at the same place I'll be going for the rifle. You want to come along? Yeah. Perhaps you will uh, see something you like. Do you... Can you shoot, by the way? Everyone can shoot. What do you mean, can I shoot? Everybody can shoot, can't they? You pull the trigger, <laughs> point the damn thing, and you pull the trigger? Uh, Maybe what I should have said is, uh, can you uh, aim? My, fire, my firearm's your base. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a marksman. I'm just, I'm a rower. I could bring an oar and beat the shit out of him if we <laughs> want to. Um, well, for all my love of uh, boating, uh, I've never learned to row. Uh, perhaps uh, someday when we are not uh, not hunting uh, things from other dimensions, uh, maybe we can uh, exchange our knowledge. It would be nice to uh, enjoy a trip that doesn't involve uh, things from. Let's uh, let's head on over to, Mar to Marty's Sporting Goods store and see what we can find. All right, so that's what we do this afternoon. But then, okay, I sneak upstairs and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, when we're traveling, does Tug know if Clarissa was amongst that group that went out yes, to the yes, Oh yeah, she was there. Sarah, I had a thought that I could maybe go and try and talk to her, but we can't really because we want to see what they're up to. So that's fine. I just wondered. Jerry, would it be fair? I don't have your sheet in front of me. Uh, your credit rating 
would it be fair to say that if you were to buy this rifle sort of, um, you know, you weren't planning for this sort of expense. So would it be fair to say this is going to wipe you out financially to the point where like you wouldn't be able to buy another one tomorrow. You know what I mean? The credit rating is 10. Yeah, that's pretty low. So it's, it, you're going to have to like gather kind of all the cash you have in, uh, you know, in your house or apartment or whatever. And, you know, th this is going to be a big purchase item. Now, I mean, not, it's not like buying a car, but right. you know, I won't have to make a. I won't have to make payments on my firearm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. What's your spending limit for the day? Do you have that written down? Um, I think maybe I do on the. I didn't use the auto sheet at first. Let me look back at the original. We we can get into that. So basically, what I'm just saying is, you know, I'll I'll grant you you have the cash laying around to do this, but it's a big expense, and that maybe it might come back to haunt you later on. Okay. Um, anything other than rope tug that you wanted to get? Was there anything else? Um. No, not really. Maybe okay. a, a new, maybe a flashlight. All right. Um. So should we fast forward then? You want to go right to the yeah stakeout then? So you were given the time around two a.m. What do you guys want to do? Is there so some bushes or trees we can hide amongst? I'm picturing this is like a small suburbia, so some trees, some bushes nearby. Yeah. Why don't we just park our car across the street? and uh, sit in the car and watch because it's dark. Everybody's in bed at, at this time of night. Nobody's okay. I'll maybe hide. Um, why don't I hide in the bushes near this, this stair going up in case if he sees you and runs away, I can jump out and grab him. Okay. Here's the rope. Just in case you need to tie him up. Do you want the gun? No. I might shoot you in the dark. I'm a terrible shot. Um, can you give me a sense of what time you're going to get there? We're going to get there about one. One? An hour. Okay. Yeah. That way we well, I'm not, I'm not going to sit in the bushes for an hour. I'll sit in the car with the guys maybe, you know, until about 15 minutes, 20 minutes before, and then I'll sneak in the garden. Okay. Well, we don't even know if he's going to show up at that time. He. That's, that's true. We're going to have to get lucky. All right. Um, so it's, it's obviously it's dark. Uh, you guys have been sitting in the car for quite a while now. Um, I'm picture, trying to picture what's, what's your, are you guys kind of like all serious and attentive and looking at this and looking at that? Or are you like goofing around and, well, we, oh, I'm, I'm definitely the former. I'm, I'm terrified. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're kind of assuming that Blaine will come driving up in a car. We'll see some headlights. Um, but I'm being somewhat attentive, just looking down the street, making sure if I don't see somebody walking, even though it's, I don't know if there's street lights. Maybe there's gas light. I don't know what. Mm, yeah. I don't know. 
when it, when it's kind of boring, you know, like this kind of earlier than ever before the two o'clock mark, Danny's asking kind of instead of I spy with my little eye, it's like, what do you think is the luckiest fruit you can have? And various what's what's the most luckiest items you can have with you and things, just to kind of wind up Jerry a little bit. The luckiest fruit. I, I think it's the Chinese oh. fruit. It's the Chinese one. Yeah. Lychee. Um, no, they call them. Um, what's it? They they, they 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 they've started growing them in New Zealand recently, and they call them kiwi fruits. Because they look like little birds they have down there. I can't imagine how that could look like a bird. I heard they look like hand grenades. Well, kiwis. The fruits. Oh, the fruits. I heard um, that they, they delivered some of those to uh, some place, some government place, and they thought that they were a box full of hand grenades. All right, let me see if I can do this right, if this works. Uh, you guys are chatting about the lucky fruit when you hear this. What the fuck was that? That was, that was a gunshot. That was a gunshot. That was... Where was that? Was there a flash anywhere? It was spot hidden. Yeah, Jeff, I was going to ask like where I might have come from. Yep. I got a 25, which is a pass. 93. I went. You have to have been looking in the right direction. It happened. Pass for me. So those that passed, you saw a flash come from Blaine's apartment. I think he's just shot himself. But how did he get past us? We better get away from here, from here guys. Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. We'll end up in prison again. Yeah. Yeah, it's any other time of day, but t two in the morning, no one's going to believe we were just passing. Yeah, Let's Jerry, go. shall we go? Shall we go back to your place just now? That would be fine. We should make like leaves and 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 go. Yeah, and we'll find out in the morning if something happened. Holy crap, guys! You see the light uh, turn on from the downstairs neighbor. Go go go. Mr. Flanagan, I don't know if I gave his name, Sam Flanagan. What's going on? All right, are we going? We're going. <laughs> Without the lights turned on for a few minutes. We were just over at the university when we heard the noise and drove over. Yeah. We were bombing it down the road at 15 miles an hour. <laughs> well, as soon as we're, you know, Three or four hundred feet away, then I'm I'm gonna gun it. I'm gonna I'm not gun it, but drive normally. Full full power. All four of us put our feet through the floor and start running. Who's driving? Um, I'm driving, I guess. Okay. Um, Danny, Jasper, and Jerry, can you do a spot hidden and tell me what number you get? Fifty-six out of forty-five. Uh, 31 out of 60. 15 out of 58. 15? 1-5? That's yep. pretty good. Danny, as, you, as you're driving away, you can't help but look back and 
maybe it's your eyes are playing tricks on your uh, but you think in the shadow of the, one of the trees out in front on the curb, you think you see a shadow of a person kind of going, walking the opposite direction. Not the, not the old man shape, but another person maybe. Maybe. It's hard to tell. I just tell the guys, there's somebody, there's somebody in the bushes or somebody in the trees there. Where? Where? Uh, in the garden, the, 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 I saw a shadow come out and move. Did it go across the road or around the back? or? No, it just kind of like walked down the sidewalk. I'm going How down the road. The house are we at this point? I'll say maybe four houses down. What if I go around the block and cut them off, where, whoever it is walking? Guys, I just had a crazy thought. What if it's the mother of that girl? Hey, or, no. What's the, what the, the letter, the woman you were telling us about that hated him. Or was oh, it her husband? Connors? No, no, the, the one that hated him for the person that lost her life. I can't remember yeah, what that, he said. That was the lady from Cobb's Corners. Oh, well, he's it? only just got back from there, so it would make kind of sense that Someone but I think you should drive, drive, drive down, Tug. That might, maybe they shot him. Well, let's let's do that. Um, but I'm gonna try to make it not obvious that, because I'm sure there are other cars, a few of them out driving around. Well, not much this time. We don't catch him. I mean, first of all, we found that girl. If we start like catching killers as well. It's going to look suspicious. Well, I'm going to drive past and somebody just uh, flash their, their flashlight to see if they can see who it is. So, Tug, are you, did you, I heard two different things there. Are you going around the block or are you doing a U-turn? If, if we're on this street, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn on another street, come back around, and then maybe do a cross street. I figure by then they'll be at least at that street if they're walking in that direction. Okay. I'm 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 trying to do something without turning around and driving back, because then we're we're still in the neighborhood, right? Where we're mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, so you go down, you make a right, you make another right, you make another right, and you're back on the street, and you all are keeping an eye out. You don't say anything. You're approaching Blaine's house again. All right. Well, let's just get up here. I'm sure the lights are all on by now. Yeah. All right. So let's go back to the university and uh, everybody go where they're going. Jerry, you, you're you staying off campus? Yes, uh, you're, you're all welcome to uh, come on over if you'd like. Uh, I think I should go back to my, I've got a roommate, so I'm gonna go back to the, uh, I'll drop you Are off. We still, you. Uh, yeah, 745. Uh, um, where are we meeting again? Room thirty, next to room thirty-five in the quad. All right. Well, if I uh, if I'm late, don't wait for me. I'll uh, I'll meet you in the square. I told you to take a nap, and you didn't do it. <laughs> um, oh, I don't think I'll have any problem staying awake. Um. And we got to get a newspaper in the morning to see if we find out that somebody's been 
moited. All right. Moida. Um, it's a good place to wrap it, but I do want to ask this. Who could you each read off what your pal is? Your pal scores. Um, my pal is sixty. Fifty. Sixty-five. Seventy-five. Okay. Um. So Jeff, I actually looked it up, and just so we're not uh, exploiting the system, it looks like so quickly with a credit rating of only 10 uh standardly i wouldn't be able to afford as good of a rifle i would i would still be able to afford a 30 but it would be a uh, lever action carbine and not a bolt action rifle uh unless you think i had like money saved uh and in that case even then uh i might have only been able to get something like a you know, a Lee Enfield would be $50. It looks like I should only have about maybe 20. So, you know, whatever you, uh, whatever you want to say uh, is the case. I'm not sure what the rules are for having money saved. Mm -hmm. um, Daisy BB gun. <laughs> right. Pulls I, your I know about those because they were advertised um, in DC comics. So put an eye on that. So I know exactly um, what they are. Uh, usually on your on your cash and assets, it's spending level, cash, and assets. So spending level is what you you normally spend during the day. Cash is what you've got in the bank. Okay. So and based assets on, are what you own. All right. So based on that, uh, by by daily spending level, I can't even afford a rifle. So I basically had to uh, take money I had. So I could only afford it with money I had saved, and uh, the best thing I could get would have been a 30 uh, lever action. So mm -hmm. so that may motivate Jerry to want his uh, gun back from Blaine. He might uh, tell Blaine he can have the new gun, but he wants his own gun back. So yeah. you, can t you can tell it to his dead body. <laughs> <laughs> um, could I just make the... the the rather obvious um, observation that um, that gun might actually be evidence now. Right. <laughs> you probably him. won't see that again. You realize, Jerry, he uh, might have Jeff, killed himself with your rifle? Uh, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Um, Jerry would recognize what kind of gunshot it was. In fact, I believe we had determined that Jerry is like very hypersensitive now to... Uh, to gunshots, in fact. And so it seems reasonable that based on past experience and a certain level of hypersensitivity, he had have a very good chance of recognizing the type of caliber, the type of gun, if not, uh, probably maybe not caliber. Uh, and if it's his own rifle, maybe he would know it was at least that kind of rifle. What would I have to roll to re identify what kind of uh, gun it was? Uh, that's a good point. I'm. I'm gonna. I don't even think I'm gonna ask you to roll. I'm just gonna say you recognized it. That was. That was probably your rifle. Uh, well, then Jerry is uh, brooding now. <laughs> He's. Uh, well, we're all witnesses yeah. to the fact that he stole your rifle. 
So they can't say that you murdered him with your rifle. That kind of hard though to kill yourself with a shotgun, with a with a rifle. Yeah, barrel's kind of long. You just remember with a string or something. Remember, we need to get up in the morning for this. Yeah. Why would you even be speculating that Blaine shot himself? Because he shot himself. I mean, come on. Obviously, he was obviously. Either he was defending himself, or someone else murdered him. Well, because he's like getting If we're having a, if we're if we're opening a book and and having a sweepstakes on it, then I'm I'm putting a dollar on um, <laughs> depressive dipsomania. People keeping odd hours trying to solve a mystery. He's super depressed. Don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the man, the man, so he's he's on the bottle. That's you know, that's, you well, know no in the morning. Lives. That's 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 why they banned it. You know, they'll know whatever it says in the paper. What the happened morning. to him? That's not guy, the same as knowing anything. Guys, I'm shattered. We need to get up in the morning. Come on. It's a good idea. This prohibition. Our players included Mick Swan, George C, Ken Trench, and myself, with Jeff Wilkins as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.